Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Wednesday, the 26th of July. As the US Federal Reserve reaches what is hopefully the end of its interest rate tightening campaign today, it is perhaps time to look back and ask the question, how did the Fed get it so wrong? Today's rate hike will probably have to be reversed in a relatively short space of time. The damage of the recent tightening policy has yet to take full effect in the US economy. Looking back, there are three ways the Fed messed up. First, whatever the substance of the Fed's economic analysis, its spin has been terrible. In the social media world, spin is what counts. The Fed started well, describing the 2021 inflation as transitory, which it was. However, when the Ukraine war created a new and independent wave of inflation from an energy supply shock, inflation continued for different reasons. The Fed was then attacked for being complacent, even though the analysis of the transitory inflation was absolutely correct. If the Fed had done a better job of explaining the evolution of inflation, it might have been less paranoid about damaging its reputation and less prone to raise rates automatically. Second, the June 2022 policy errors. The Fed shifted the focus to consumer price data, which places more emphasis on fictional prices like owners' equivalent rent than does other measures. It tore up forward guidance and the credibility that had been built up over years. And it did all of this based on a high inflation expectations number when the inflation expectations number was revised down within days of the policy decision. This reveals perhaps one of the biggest concerns with the current Fed. Policymakers, at least some policymakers, seem to be treating the economic data as if it was trustworthy, not acknowledging the declining quality of economic figures. A sensible recognition of the declining quality of economic data would have stopped the blind hike-hike-hike strategy. Third, the Fed was too late in talking about the profit-led inflation episode that started late last year. Profit margin expansion as a third wave of inflation was evident in October of 2022, but popular opinion only really started consistently focusing on this in May of 2023. The Fed could have led the debate here. Unfortunately, Fed Chair Powell has not looked into inflation in much detail and tends to treat the inflation episode since 2021 as a single homogenous event. Demand-led inflation for durable goods? Raise rates. Supply shock inflation from an energy crisis? Raise rates. Profit-led inflation under a wartime narrative? Raise rates. It is true that the US economy is currently on course for a relatively soft economic landing. However, lower income groups in the United States are going to experience a harder landing than is necessary. The Fed is also likely to have to reverse some of its monetary policy tightening quite quickly to prevent a harder economic landing next year. Unnecessary harm is being done to lower income groups and unnecessary uncertainty and volatility has been added into financial markets. The lessons from this tightening cycle 
are that the Fed needs to improve its communication, not perhaps to the general public, who neither know nor care what the Fed does, but to the markets and the political chattering classes. The Fed needs to take a more critical view of the data that it is receiving and have the humility to be less certain about that data. And above all else, it would help to have an economist running things. The Fed chair naturally occupies the media spotlight, which matters. It would help if they were capable of detailed economic analysis. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.